0: For impact. And if you've been with us in this series, first of all, it's been amazing. Um, We had our first week where we talked about the next generation and we talked about really going after modeling something so that we can pass on something that's life-giving, that's not archaic, but is all about a relationship with Jesus and how we can model that and pass that on. And then we had Pastor Tim come and talk about our global impact and how we can continue to be a, a, a global impact with Mission Sunday. And then last week, um, if you were here, then um, you'll remember we talked about just the simplicity of letting God use our boat. And, and that... Um, Making an impact is as simple as saying, yes, God, I don't feel like I have a lot to offer, but what I have is yours and see what he can do with that. And so this week, uh, I want to start by Second Corinthians, reading 2 Corinthians chapter 12 um, in verse nine. And it's a familiar passage, but we're going to kind of take a, a bit of a different spin on it. And it says this, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weakness. Everyone say, my weakness. So that Christ's power may rest upon me. Before you go any further, um, Derek, is my mic giving you problems? Should I switch? Okay. His power is made perfect in our weakness. Say that with me. His power is made perfect in, our in my weakness. Today I want to talk to you about the power of God. The power that God gives us to make a lasting impact. Again, the whole theme of this series is. We're created to make a difference. We're created for significance. We're created for impact. God has created us for significance, not for survival, for significance. That you matter, your life matters. That no matter how small of an imprint you think your life may have in this earth, it is significant much more than you can imagine. And that's why you were created. And I wanna talk to you about the source of, of power for that impact. What it means truly to be in his service for his glory. Father God, I thank you for today. I thank you for your word. I thank you for the things that you wanna speak. We recognize today that, that our efforts to change, to make impact, to be significant, fall short. But Father, when we tap into what you're doing and when we are a part of your story, everything changes. And so I pray that you would open up our eyes today to see what is that power, that source of strength. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I think that you would agree with me that we live in the most self-absorbed time in history. Everything's built towards it. Everything leans toward it. And we are all empowered and emboldened to be more selfish and more self-centered than ever before. Anybody with me? Yeah. I am. Well, and at some some level, there's, there's a promise of power there. That, that lies within, within being self-absorbed. And we wouldn't call it that. We wouldn't call ourselves narcissistic. We, we would just call ourselves like self-empowered, right? Terms like take control of your life. Be your own person. Put you first and live powerful and in control. Anybody heard that message lately? It pretty much seeps through everything that we absorb, everything that we watch, everything that we see is like, you are powerful, you got this, you just be you. And, and if we're not careful, it even seeps into Christian environments where we can kind of sell that message of live your best life now. But if it's me centered and, and narcissistic, then it's extremely dangerous. And the truth is that that message is not new. In fact, the whole thing started with that message, and we see it in Genesis chapter three, verse four, and this is the enemy, the one who sells this lie, still selling it today. He is the best promoter on planet earth. He is really good at what he does. And this is what he said to the woman. You will not certainly die, the certain serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat From it, the fruit, the forbidden fruit, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God. In other words, you'll be powerful. See, here's the deal. God is trying to keep you from being powerful, but the real power is within you. You take control. You reach out and take that fruit because when you do, you're going to find your true power because your true power is inside you. Doesn't that sound awesome? Really? Like, I am power. Yeah, I, Maybe I am powerful. And so we give into this thing that just says, you know what, I just need to release the inner me. And I'll be awesome. And this is the lie that started it all because Eve said, okay, well then maybe I step outside of God's plan. Maybe he's not the one that makes me powerful. Maybe I can do that if I just indulge and we know that everything fell apart from there and so so we have a dilemma i'll put it up on the screen and the dilemma is this the world says power comes from within and god says power comes from weakness oh can both be true? I don't know. It's so hard because I agree that when I come to the end of myself, then God takes over and it's awesome. That's like a very known, well accepted truth. But then I also want to think that there's power that comes from within. And so we try to do both. And so I just want to start out by saying, we need to remember what this whole thing is about. What this whole walk with God is about. What this whole thing of faith is all about. The whole thing is about you becoming less like you and more like Jesus. That's what the whole thing. If you missed that, then let's do a do-over. Because this whole thing is about, I want to be more like Jesus. Which means I need to be less like me. Now, I don't mean like the less less like the resurrected me. I mean like the less less like the old me, right? The old you, which is still around, right? When we get saved, we we get get changed and we're given a, a brand new nature. Unfortunately, the old nature is still around. Anybody with me? Still creeps up, right? Those thoughts, those mentalities, those desires, they're still there. It's a fight, it's a war, right? And so the goal is, I want to be more like Jesus. The good news of the gospel wasn't God saved you so you can be awesome. The good news of the gospel is he saved you from you. He saved you from the destructive, selfish, right? Narcissistic version of you that was going down all the wrong paths. He resurrected that and he gave you a brand new nature. The Bible's clear. Like us, me, Left by myself, I am wicked. I was born with a wicked nature, right? You have a baby, right? You don't have to teach them how to sin. You don't have to teach them how to be selfish. They're going to do that all by themselves. And all the parents said, amen, right? Like, that's not something we teach kids. They got it. And so, and so we go on this path to say, God, I want to be more like you. I want to learn how to be less like the old me and more like you, Jesus. So God did this. God gave us a brand new nature and he did this by carrying our old nature with him to the cross. He did it through death and resurrection. Now that's so important for where we're going because we have to understand how we got here. He did this through death and resurrection. So what I want you to see is death and resurrection are the doorway to salvation and significance and impact. This this whole idea of death and resurrection. And now listen, we're about to go through a little bit of a portal here And we're going to go a little deeper than I typically go. So some of you are going to be like, yes, finally he's going to be teaching significant Bible verses. And some of you are going to be like, oh man, I hope he doesn't go too deep. So just hang with me. Because this is just where the Lord took me on this thing. And I just got to go there. Because because when Jesus walked the earth, he always created environments for people to come and see. And then go and die. He said to the 5,000, Come see the miracles. Here's food for you. I'll just take care of all of your stuff, right? And then he said to the 12, Come on. Let me tell you what all this is about. It's about taking up your cross daily and following me. If anyone wishes to follow me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow. Come and see to the crowds and then hey to the disciples. Let me tell you how to die. So this message is kind of like the latter part. This message is to the the 12. Jesus Jesus modeled this better than anyone. Uh, Matthew chapter three says this. Jesus came to Galilee to the Jordan to be baptized by John. But John tried to deter him saying, I need to be baptized by you. But Jesus replied, let it be so for it is proper for us to fulfill all Righteousness. Why is this significant? Because as Jesus is heading into ministry, to be powerful, to be significant, to have a life of impact. Again, that's what this whole thing is about, is us saying, God, I want my life to count. So Jesus, when he was in that spot where he wanted to live a life of significance, the first thing he did was he, he went into the water of baptism. You know what baptism means? It means I'm buried with Christ. It means me self what i want the things that i desire i'm burying those this old nature and when i come to out of the water of baptism the old nature's not gone i'm just choosing to put it second every day that's what baptism means It's a representation, and this amazing couple already got baptized recently, and we got to witness that. This old nature, who I was, is dead, and I choose to be identified with Christ on the cross, which means me, everyone say me, is second, and he is first. Amen. He is greater than me. Into the water of baptism. So Jesus, so John the Baptist is like, no, 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 you... There's no way I'm baptizing you. you. He knew who Jesus was. And Jesus is like, no, you don't understand. What I'm modeling, I'm modeling something here that's so significant for every believer to have a life of impact. And that is, you have to go metaphorically into the water of baptism every day. I am buried with Christ and I'm raising to newness of life. The root of all sin is self and the source of all power is the cross. The root of all sin is self. It's self-glorifying. You think about anything that you and I struggle with, anything that the world struggles with, the source of it is you, me. What I want, the selfish, self-absorbed version of me, I'm the problem. It's not some mysterious thing hovering. Thank you, whoever said yes. I I appreciate that. Like finally the preacher's admitting it. He's the problem. Me. This is a profound thing to accept. Like I am a problem. Me. What I want. And the cross is the answer. I am buried. That version of me is on the cross. But it's not on the cross because Jesus came and I got saved and then I had the baptism moment and like now I'm living my best life. No, it's, it's on the cross because this morning when I woke up and that version of me wanted to try to get off the cross and go, let's go live our best life. I made the choice to say, no, you're going back on the cross. Because I'm crucified with Christ. It's not I who live, but Christ who lives in me. When did you first discover that life wasn't all about you? Like, I don't know. Where's Amy? Amy, I was thinking about you guys. With, with, you know, Because they have two kids now, and their they're, um, the youngest is River, and then their little bit older one is Josiah. And it was like, I, I feel like we're all there at some point where we're like the single child, right? Metaphorically, with God. And it's just all about us, right? We get all the attention. And then pretty soon, another baby's born. And you're like, what? I have to share the attention? Come on, like... Life's about me. And at some point in our lives, we have to realize like, oh, shoot, life isn't all about me. There, there are other people here, and I got to kind of share that glory. And so um, this is such a powerful idea. His power is made perfect in weakness. Okay, so I'm going to land the plane with three simple ideas. But before I do, I want to say something simple. And that is that this phrase that Paul said, that that his power is made perfect in weakness. Most of the time we attribute that to when my strength runs out, he's powerful for me. Now that's true, 100% true. Like when I don't have anything left, I can rely on God's strength and he's gonna carry me. And all that's true and it's warm and fuzzy and it's comfort food and it's awesome. But I'm talking about something a little bit different. I'm suggesting that this is a self-imposed weakness. One that says, I choose to climb up on the cross, crucify my flesh and self. And in so doing, I experience the power of God. When I choose weakness, what this world would call weak, I experience the greatest strength in my life. When I choose to crucify me, this world would say, you are being weak and what god is saying you are experiencing the greatest power and the greatest strength you could possibly manage because a lot of times we 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 reach weakness and we reach low points because of our circumstances but when we choose to be weak when we choose to go low when we choose to humble ourselves and 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 put ourselves aside it feels so weak and what god is saying is you are entering into the greatest strength you could possibly Imagine this is when I show up because power comes from the cross. Okay, so how do we get there? I want to talk about three things, and these things are going to are, are ringing close to home. And the first one is this, power through submission. Power through submission. It's not about submitting. This is about submitting your will, not, not about submitting to a person or to an authority. This is about submitting your will. There's a real sense of power that comes when we get to impose our will. It's called the need for control. Anybody? The need for control. This is where we pick up our old self and we go, you know what? My will today, my desires today, because I know what's best and I need to be in control today. And this is where your self screams powerful. You can feel so powerful when you are in control. No one here uh, can relate with that. I understand that. But we feel so powerful when we are in control. You get up every day and you're like, man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, kind, of, I'm kind of owning the day today. And I, I got a plan. I got an agenda. And, and this is how, and, and, and even if I have to impose my will on a few people, Hopefully not our spouse, but sometimes that happens. Our kids, like I'm going to dominate today. I'm going to get control, and we're going to work. And I feel so powerful, and I feel so good. Jesus faced this dilemma in John chapter six, and he says, "This I have come from heaven, not to do my will, but to do the will of Him who sent me." And then in Luke, this is really powerful. Father, this is his prayer. If you are willing, please take this cup of suffering away from me. In other words, I don't want to go to the cross. In other words, I don't want to do this. I feel out of control. This is not what I signed up for. Yet, I want your will to be done, not mine. I don't know if you've ever thought about that, but like Jesus... Being all human, actually had desires and a will to do something other than what his father wanted him to do. Like, we think that just because they were in unity, that they were just flowing together, and Jesus, is like, no, man, I'm stoked for the cross. It's going to be good times. The crown of thorns, two thumbs up, right? Like, everything in Jesus. Was wailing on the inside to the point where he was sweating blood. I don't want this. You think maybe he had moments where he felt weak? You think? And yet, now today, I'm choosing submission. Why? Because it's the most powerful posture. I choose to submit my will. True strength, true power comes from a simple heart posture that says, Today, I let go. Not my will. God, I I submit my life to you, I surrender my life to you today. Not metaphorically, not big picture, not when like the worship's going and we're singing I surrender, but today when it's hard and I feel out of control and I feel weak and I feel like the world's screaming, why would you accept this? Why don't you just take control? Today, I'm bowing a knee to the creator and I'm saying not my will, yours be done. Come on, come on, for first. your glory and your goodness, not mine. That's right, That's right. This is power. This is power. The second idea is power through forgiveness. Oh, this is going to hit home. See, it's not about, for, I'm not talking about forgiving, I'm talking about not taking offense. All right. Woo! We are such an offended culture, <laughs> and your flesh screams inside of you. The minute somebody cuts in line, the minute somebody, somebody threatens your place in line in life, oh my gosh, how dare thee, I deserve my place in line. I deserve it. And I can list a hundred Bible verses that tells me that I am the head and not the tail, so I'm first in line. Thank you very much. And 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 people keep trying to kick me out of line, and my flesh loves to be offended. And I feel so powerful when I can look at that person and go, eh, "Yeah, they're they're somehow beneath me because like they they're wrong and I'm right, and I get to, I get to keep them at an arm's length, so I'm powerful." This is such an incredible lie from the enemy that, 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 that affects all of us. We feel so emboldened and powerful when we go, no, no, you don't get to be in my space because you, you don't act the way I think you should act and you offend me. And so I get to be powerful and keep you over there and be offended. Hmm, I'm gonna take my ball and go home. <laughs> you don't get to play with my ball. Nope. but when we put that version of us, the offended version of us on the cross, we say other people are more important than me. So that place in line that I deserve, that I've earned, that I just got muscled out of, The resurrected version of me, the one that I've identified with Christ in baptism, and I've been raised to life, so it's no longer me who live. Dead people don't get offended very easy, do they? It's no longer I who live, but Christ in me. Christ in you doesn't get offended very easy either, because he went to the cross and wasn't offended. So that place in line that I think I deserve, you know what? Maybe Christ in me doesn't deserve it. Maybe I get to take the back of the line and I get to say, you know what? The greatest power comes, not when I step on other people to get to the top, but when I let other people step on me and I say, no, you, others focused. And I get to let go low and say, you know what? I'm choosing God's love. I'm choosing, I'm choosing the, 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 the armor the, 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 um, the armor of God to surround me so that I don't have to protect myself. I don't have to defend myself. My God does that. I can just walk in love. And I'm telling you, there's so much power that comes from that. And it's not false power. It's when I'm weak. And I'll tell you, in those moments, I feel so weak. When I want to be offended, but I choose not to be, I feel so vulnerable. Anybody with me? I feel so unprotected. But it's the moments that I am. The most strong, the most powerful. When I am weak, he is strong. I impose that weakness upon myself because today I'm not going to be offended. You can't offend me. How powerful is that? I get to love you. I know now that offense is only a shadow of power because I know where true power comes from. Instead of building walls, I'm going to build bridges. And lastly, power through servanthood, and we're going to land on this. Power through servanthood. Uh, this is not about volunteering more, it's about being others focused. Self, you are not going to be served today. not today, self. You ever talk to yourself? You should. Because there's a version of you that's trying to take over every day. And if, if, if that's the only thing you hear, please hear it. There is a version of you that, that, that promotes and advertises false power all day long to you. And it's being perpetuated all day long by the world that we live in. I, you want power? You want to feel control? You want to feel strength? I can give that to you. Right? And it's this shadow of a man that's getting down off the cross and he's going, I can give you that, pers- that, that, that power that you want. All you have to do is take it back and become this self-indulged, horrible person and put you first. First. Doesn't that feel so good? Doesn't that feel so powerful? Today, we're gonna look out for the needs of others today, self. That's what we're doing. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna look up, right? We're going we're to remove this. I mean, because sometimes we're just like, we just walk around and it's just like the me monster. This is the only thing I see is what, and listen, I am the chief of sinners on this one. Like I can get like this and the only thing I see are the things that are important to me. But you know what, today, we're not going to live like that. Today, we're going to see other people. And instead of carrying about our place in line, I'm looking around to see who else got kicked out of line. I'm gonna help them get back in line, right? I will not use people to try to get ahead. I know that that's not real power. I know that real power comes from lifting others up. I don't need a title. I don't need a position. I don't need glory or recognition because the me-focused person is on the cross. He's dead. I have crucified him with Christ, and the person that now lives, lives for the glory of God and not the glory of self. And and I I am standing before you as a humble servant who, as a pastor still has to check myself. Is it about me? Like, just, just, just to make this real, I have purposefully opted out of the, the majority of social media. And, and, and frankly, at a logical standpoint, it's not the best thing to do for a pastor in this day and age because social media is like, Right? Like that's all promotion. But, but the reason why I have opted out of it is because for me, when I go on social media, I instantly feel less than. I instantly want to compete with everybody else that's awesome out there. And for me, I'm looking at all the other pastors and all the other churches and all the other people. And then all of a sudden I start to get on this like, I gotta, I gotta start going for it. And then all of a sudden, you know what happens just like that? It becomes about me. How can I become better, more recognized, more followers, more awesome? Just like that. And so today, self. You're going on the cross. That's not what we're doing. We're learning today that Jesus, it is about you, your glory, and your power. And Father, I trust today, come on with me, I trust today. In my heavenly father, I trust him to take care of my needs. I trust him that I don't have to make myself awesome to feel good, to protect myself. I have a protector. I have a provider. He's leading me into to all the things that he has for me. I don't have to do any of that. I don't have to play the game. I don't have to get on the bandwagon. I don't have to protect myself from people. I don't have to self-promote myself. Like, hey guys, look at me. I'm awesome. God does that. God promotes. I can go low. I can serve people. I can be real. I can be authentic. And I know that God is going to take care of the rest. But it's my job every day to take care of that shadow of a man that constantly tries to serve up false power, false identity. And I say, no, that's not who I am. That's not who I am today. That's not who you've created me to be. And so I sense, God, you're calling me up to a life that's surrendered to you. And in the surrendering is great strength. Father God, I thank you for today. I thank you for this upward calling. I thank you that Holy Spirit, you are speaking to us in the areas of our life where we have allowed self, our old man to creep in. Those mentalities. Come on, just in the, in the quietness of this moment, I just want us to take, I want us to pause. Because I know that the Lord is speaking to you. What are those areas? where you've allowed the old man, the old way of thinking to creep in and he's dropping little thoughts and little ideas and little mindsets. He's trying to get you to bite by offering you a shadow. Holy Spirit, would you help us to recognize those moments? God, we choose to take a knee. We choose to go low. We choose to say, not my will, God, but yours be done. We choose to say, I must decrease and you must increase in me. And so, Father, I ask in these moments, every day when we wake up, God, that you'd give us the strength and the power to be crucified with you in baptism and raised to newness of life. And Father, I wanna thank you in advance for the incredible impact that comes when your people walk in your power. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Amen. God bless you.